0: Good morning! It's top of the day, Tuesday. Getting a little chilly outside. Morning, Eric. I guess the dog came running down. Thought there was thought there was craziness going down downstairs. You can see that little dog tail over here. Watching daughter's dog, both of them, usually lock them upstairs. I should have probably locked them upstairs this morning as well. But didn't do it. Uh, so good morning, Eric. Richard is with us this morning. Got to talk to Richard on the online system this morning on the website. There's the dog in and out, in and out. I think we have that this morning. Sorry guys for the background sound. That happens sometimes when you're dog sitting. Dog sitting. Got a couple things going on today. Got a couple things going on. Looks like there's folks tri- trickling in yesterday. Yesterday, I was met with a resounding um, request to do the news still. Do the news and and the topic of the day. So still the three things we're going to talk about. We'll talk about a weird, weird collar going on here. We've got the news to talk about. We've got um, news to talk about. We've got the holiday to talk about the weird holiday of the day, and then we got the training topic to talk about today. Who's looking for protocols? The dogs looking for protocols? Who is looking for protocols? Oh, they're going to drive me crazy. These these dogs dog sitting is you, sometimes taxing. Alex, you know that you you and I talked about dog sitting uh, a few weeks ago. But yeah, things are they looking for protocols? Sierra, I'm not sure who's looking for protocols. Um, oh, they're different. Uh, no, they're just all over the place. They're everywhere. They're young still. They're puppy-esque and they just are in the middle of everything. And they, the daughter's house is out a little bit more in the country. Um, they're not used to people. People walking down the sidewalk is unacceptable. Especially if they have, if they've got dogs with them. Walking dogs outside the fence is not good. We have the dog door down here and happens to be right over there. Over there. So in and out, they go in and out, in and out, in and out all day long. And so, I don't mind watching them, but man, sometimes extra dogs are extra work, of course. How are you guys doing today? How is the day going? YouTube's up to its shenanigans again. I see over there on the monitor, it's not quite working like it's supposed to be. Thanks, YouTube. Thanks for being at least consistent in not being able to work correctly all the time. Mm. The Illy Coffee in the Kansas Cup. Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, here we come. So a lot of things going on this morning. We've got a few things to chug through. So let's do the that good old fashioned intro, and then well, let's first of all maybe throw this thing in reverse. We'll talk about what holiday it is. Today is homemade bread day, which is good for a lot of you folks that are out there staying at home, trying different things, quarantine, quarantine while. Um, yeah, a lot of people are learning to make bread. A lot of people are making that sourdough bread. Uh, D's up and running this morning. Good morning. Making that sourdough bread. A lot of people are making bread nowadays. That's the thing to do while you're in quarantine, I guess. Most of us, like out in Virginia, we're going backwards. We're going back into, I don't know what's up with this collar. Going back into, um... Phase one. They're limiting stuff. Yeah, Amber's making a ton of homemade bread. Um, throwing us back into to, to phase one, just right before Thanksgiving. Limiting gatherings to 25 people. Still a lot of people. Talked to my sister in Montana. They are limiting there as well. They're going back into phase, I guess, phase one. But if you're outside, they're limiting it to like 500 people. Not much... <laughs> not really a restriction i don't know how many events i would have that would be 500 people like, that's a big church service that's a big wedding that's a big event but today is homemade bread day so get out there and make some bread i threw a link in the show notes about the history of bread and, and leveling and all you know, the trivia you need to know about bread um hey speaking of trivia Y'all know tomorrow is trivia nights right around the corner, putting the finishing touches on everything today, getting things polished up, ready to go, ready to throw out the door and see if we can stump you guys, see if we can stump you on trivia night. So be there if you be square. You get to be here at 7 p.m. East Coast time right here on YouTube. Log into Socr- Socrative to, to play the game. We'll go over all of this again tomorrow night. We'll go over everything. But yeah, Trivia Night, right around the corner. It is tomorrow, the 18th of November. Be there, be square. 7 p.m. East Coast time. Uh, Get a little early. Get there a little early to get your Socrative set up and logged in and be ready to go. That's Trivia Night. let's do the intro and get into things. A little catchy little song. Catchy song, folks. We got, we got Zoom in the news. Zoom-a-doom-boom. A lot of people use the Zoom. I got to tell you. got to tell you, honestly, honestly, I say Zoom. Zoom is, Zoom to me, it's better than WebEx, in my opinion. A lot of the security features, obviously, there's there's security issues with all these things. But a lot of security features have been have been improved, enhanced, upgraded. Um, it's just a lot better. It's a lot better platform than it was a, a, a definitely a year ago. We we're looking at things right before the pandemic. Man, Zoom was out of control. There was no kind of security protections in place, no no anything, and they became became known for Zoom bombing. And that's where people just show up to a meeting and just hang out, try to disrupt the meeting, hang out in the background. Um, a lot of times, uh, racial things came up, ethnic slurs came up, people that are homophobic came up, just inappropriate things. And some of it was focused at, at folks in schools, because um, a lot of schools went online and they used Zoom, use Zoom to get their content out. And... People would post the link and the password to, you know, like uh, Discord or Reddit or, or Foursquare, wherever they just put the information out there. So people would show up to disrupt the class, and then the students don't have to, don't have to learn. Um, you know, Zoom did a lot of work. First of, first off, they put in the ability to admit people to the meeting, and that's I set my meetings up on Zoom. I use Zoom. Because Zoom works with this program that you're seeing right here, this Ecamm. So I can put stuff like Spider-Man on the screen. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. At the push of a button with this, which I couldn't really do with any of the products. The green screen in the back is a lot better than with the Zoom natively. So I can use this program with Zoom very well. It doesn't work with WebEx nearly as good. Lumi's here. Lumi, good morning, Lumi. I think that's hopefully that's the right way to say it. So I zoom, and there's the ability when you set up a conference, a, a meeting, you let people in the room. So they not only do they have have to have say the username and the password, or the room name and the password. They don't have to have the link and the password, all that stuff. But when they show up, they can't get into the meeting until you invite them. So you got to you know you got to click the button to allow those people into the room, and that's really much curtailed a lot of this Zoom bombing. But when you have conferences of a bunch of people, 500 people going to a Zoom conference, it's still possible to get Zoom bombed because a lot of times you kind of auto-admit these people because you're letting so many people in in a quick period of time. Um, so they call it Zoom bombing. They also call it Zoom raiding, uh, Zoom raids. That's just where you know we, we post the information on social media discord reddit foursquare all kinds of places and it it can be terrible zoom has went on another step so they, they've added you know since the pandemic has started and since zoom has got so much attention and so many people are using them i think it's a getting to be a very fairly solid platform um, they've added the ability to do stronger passwords stronger room names they've a- added the feature to manually click the button to add people to the room so people can just show up in the room Um, and now they're adding a new feature and it's named at risk meeting notifier and essentially obviously this article is in your show notes but really what when they talk about zoom raids and zoom bombing what they do is they post the meeting information to a public page page and that's Facebook or Twitter or some type of social media, Discord channel, Reddit threads, Foursquare, 4chan, wherever, um, Foursquare, 4chan, um, all these different places so that people, just tons of people can log into the meeting. And again, with big things like conferences where you have hundreds or thousands of people showing up, you want maximum participation, you gotta have some way to have protection too. So you're not gonna have someone there admitting a thousand people manually with this button. So you kind of make it open for people to join but Zoom has went ahead, and I, I don't know that a lot of people do this, but they've added this at-risk meeting notifier. And what they do is they monitor a lot of different channels, a lot of different places where these Zoom raids or the Zoom bombing information shows up. And when they see the meeting information showing up in a lot of these different places or being shared rapidly, kind of non, not by the normal means, right? Then they're gonna notify the the meeting organizer, hey, something is going on. It looks like your meeting has been shared and is possible for uh, a Zoom raid or a Zoom bombing event, right? Um, It's being used by a lot of folks, right? Uh, Even Zoom began enforcing the meeting password and added report participant button zoom bombings have continued continue to take place primarily driven by meeting participants anonymously sharing links and passwords to private zoom meetings urging trolls to connect to the week and wreak havoc um so what they've done is they they, they they'll notify people if that password's been and and meeting invite is being shared kind of in a non-normal way um, at least it's yet another thing. And I don't know that any of the other platforms are doing this. I don't know that WebEx is doing this. WebEx is kind of the king of of these online meetings. And they're, in my opinion, in Jim's opinion, sitting on their laurels. They're letting a lot of their stuff. I, One of the classes I'm teaching this term for one of the schools is using a version of, of, of WebEx. that's just so outdated. It's got no features. And I'm sure the school is paying a ton of money for it. It's not not a good thing guys not a good thing for zoom check out the article in the show notes read more about it um you know zoom has become the defective online meeting for family schools business and government agencies a lot of folks using this zoom used to get a lot of flack because of their security um they put a lot of security features into it um including you know they took some flack for not encrypt encrypting on their drives their servers as far as I know, and as far as the the folks that assess these things, folks that have looked at it, it's being encrypted on their drives now. It's encrypted in traffic, in transit. Um, it, it's it, they're doing the right thing. I think Zoom is is really out to cut into Webex's bottom line. Got some folks that joined. So Lumi, hopefully that's right. Rainiers here this morning, and Florence also. Good morning. Good morning to all y'all. So, the one thing, last week, last week on Tuesday, if you were here, um, you know, we left off with the lab, and I gotta love Igor, Igor, Uh, it's Abby Normal's brain. Whose brain did you get, Abby, Abby Normal? Um, Definitely hurt that Frankenstein. So what we want to do today is we want to continue on with our lab build we're going to continue building out the cyber lab so we can start using some of these tools and start you know getting getting better acquainted with the things we need to do in security so we need a safe place to do those and last week we started with building start building the foundations for the cyber lab Um, we, we built VirtualBox. We installed VirtualBox on Mac. It can be installed on Linux and Windows just as easily. But we started there, and then we installed Kali Linux from a virtual image, from from a virtual disk drive. We pulled that from Offensive Security, and we installed that last week, but that left us kind of at a pause. So let's let's get, nice when the right program's not there. Let's put the right program there. How about uh, we'll do the magic trick? Oh, look at that. That's not good. Uh, there we go. I'll move over into the window. So we are talking about CyberLab part two. Part two, we're going to add to our lab, our lab configuration. So we need to get it to where we can actually do some work. right? So we've got the CaliBox. That's going to be essentially our attacking our platform, our penetration testing platform. It's got a ton of tools loaded on it. Those are the tools we're gonna to go through, but we need some targets, some things we can scan against, some things we can run tools against. You know, And we, we're doing this so that we don't get in trouble for running any of these tools in an environment we're not supposed to. So we have a closed lab, right? So this is this is what we look like. This is where we're at today, right? We're running OS X. Um, and to make sure this works, as it's supposed to work we're running big Sur. um you know a lot of times a lot of folks don't don't jump into the new software right away ios i would say hold off just a little bit if you haven't run out or jumped over that big Sur has got some advantages but we are running OS X big sir 11. we've got Kali installed we did that last time the next things we need to do we need to add windows and then probably um uh, yeah, on your own, guys, girls, gals, men and women, on your own, find a Linux version you like Ubuntu, um, Mint, um, Red Hat, whatever, uh, whatever, uh, not, uh, whatever, not, whatever, not, whatever, Linux version you want to run. I'm just trying to, there's so many versions of Linux, so very many you can run. Pick one you want. That's gonna be your task to install on your own. So we've installed one from a virtual image that was already packaged up, ready to go. Um, that was the Cali image. We just, we, we pulled the the virtual disk image from offensive security, and we just imp- essentially imported that. Now we're going to build a Windows box from an ISO. And that's an ISO, you may or may not know, but an ISO is that image that's normally built burnt onto a CD or a DVD or a Blu-ray. Usually it's that that image that's on the disc. Well, we don't need the disc anymore. So we're going to put that on our hard drive and then we're going to make our our virtual machine think that that ISO is just a CD. And we can do that simply within the VirtualBox software. So once we're done, next week we get around to this time again next week, your lab should look like this. You should have Kali, you should have Windows 10, and you should have a Linux flavor of, of your own, whichever version of Linux you want. Um, underlying, it could be OSX, it could be a Mac machine, it could be a Windows machine, it could be a Linux machine. That green box on the bottom's up to you, whatever you want to run on. Alex is here, good morning. Good morning, Alex. So what are we gonna do? We are gonna go out and get an evaluation version of Windows 10. Now, obviously you can go purchase Windows 10 as well. Um, evaluation. Look at that, I don't know where that L is on the end of there. Uh, let's fix our spelling as we go along. Okay, um, so this is the link you're gonna go to. This is where you can go and find an evaluation version. We're gonna use Windows 10. We're gonna get a 90 day evaluation. That means at the end of 90 days, this thing is not going to work right. Um, and there's four different versions we can get. We can get the Windows 10, 64-bit, Windows 10, 32-bit, and then we can get these two versions that are essentially the same, but they're called LTSC, that's Long Term Servicing Channel. I would say don't get those, get one of the first two. In our example today, we're going to get the 64-bit ISO. Uh, I would suggest if your system is 64-bit, you run the 64-bit ISO. It's gonna require more RAM in your system Um, but it's going to be a more stable build, right? Morning, Mike. Good to see you. So we need to know the requirements because this isn't like a physical box. We're going to build the box, right? We're going to build a virtual machine on top of virtual box, right? So we need to know when we have a processor Processor is going to be one gigahertz. We need at least two gigabytes of Ram because we, we know we're running the 64-bit. If you're on 32-bit, you can get away with one gigabyte. Gigabit. Um, gigabyte, sorry. Gigabits and gigabytes on my mind. We need a 32-gigabit, <laughs> man. Gigabyte or larger hard disk, man. Um, graphics card, we need DirectX 9 or later compatible. Um, display is gonna have to be 600 by, uh, 600 by 800, 800 by 600. And the internet connection for us, it's not that big a deal, right? Internet connection, we're not connected to the internet. We'd, 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 we're not going to do updates on our Windows box. Actually, we want it to be a little bit vulnerable, I guess. we got some other folks join, joining. Um, Baf Chapo. good morning. Mike, you missed talking about Zoom. You can always watch it later on the, um, on the playback. Hit it up in the playback channel. Hashtag playback if you're watching it on the playback. In the in your notes below, in the comment section below. we hear who's from the, the playback crew. Um, so this is what we need to do. We're gonna have to build a machine that looks like this, right? Yeah, a lot of, lot of stuff. Sierra's off to officially start the day. Go get some. I know we're running a little bit longer today, Sierra. Sorry about that. We did a short one yesterday. So let's go off to the lab. Let's go off to see what's going on. So. Let me get this off, we'll stop stop looking at PowerPoint. Of course, we're going to save that. And we will bring up our web browser. Let's bring up our web browser, figure out where it went to. Where did our web browser go to? There it is over there. Let's get this up to large size. And let's share it. Share. Google Chrome, Evaluation Center. So here we are at at the Microsoft.com Evaluation Center. We're evaluating Windows Ten Enterprise. We look on this. We know we can the the software we're looking at uh, is Windows Ten Enterprise. We can look at this thing for ninety days, right? It's evaluation for ninety days. Um, I already went out and downloaded this. So when you click this area here that says start your evaluation you're gonna to have to give give microsoft some information you're gonna to have to let them know your name you know your, your email address all all some good stuff um if you don't want to do that obviously you can go purchase this or not run windows i say in a lab especially in a lab where we're going to do some testing like this we're going to want um to run a Windows box, right? A Windows box is important. So we go back, we should be able to check out what else is available in the Evaluation Center. We go back here. Here here are some of the things that we can check out. Windows Server, Windows, um, Office, all kinds of other stuff, right? Uh, Windows 10 Enterprise the only one you can get out here. So you can't really run seven, can't run any XP, can't run any of the older systems. Um, If you've got that, the ability, if you've got a reason to test things that are Windows 7 or Windows XP or anything like that, you're going to have to get that from another source. Um, Windows Server, Server 2019 is out here. Hyper-V Server and Hyper-V is their virtualization server. And Windows 2019 Essentials, all kinds of other stuff is available out here at the Valuation Center. So I went ahead and downloaded this earlier so that we would be ready to go. And we've got folks having to bounce out. Chapo, sorry to have to see you leave, my friend. Go take your cousin to school. Do the good things you need to do. Now, we're going to open up our VirtualBox, right? Let's get VirtualBox, our VirtualBox Manager, up and running. And we're going to share, share this guy, right? I'm going to show VirtualBox. There we go. There's our virtual box. I'll make it a little bigger for you folks watching on video. And I guess it didn't help much. It just made the screen bigger. So you can see up here, we have our Kali Linux box. It's out there waiting to go. It's powered off. In its world, it thinks it's a a physical computer, just like anything else. So what we need to do is we're going to add a new server. Now, when you downloaded your ISO, it's important you remembered where the location was. I created an ISO folder within the file structure for um, VirtualBox. So we'll get to that in a second. You'll see where I put it. You can put it wherever you want. Put that ISO in any folder you want so you can find it. You gotta be able to find it because we're gonna need it in a minute. So we're gonna tell VirtualBox we want a new system, right? And the nice thing about this, right? We're gonna call it Windows 10 Target and the nice thing is if we just go with the, the, the defaults, right? Down here it's set, Microsoft Windows, Windows 10 64-bit, right? And if we did the 32-bit, we could click the 32-bit. And the important thing with this, it really doesn't affect anything, but it helps you with your setup. So they went ahead and they've said that if you're running Windows 10 64-bit, they know the size your hard drive should be, they know how much RAM you need, They know a lot of this information already, and it's going to be set up and configured to start with. You can always modify that, right? So we're going to say Windows 10 Target. It's going to tell us the path to where it's going to place that virtual machine, um, and we're using 64-bit. So let's continue. Here it knows, hey, the minimum requirement, for 64-bit, is 2 gigs of RAM. Now we can change this to whatever we want, whatever we've got available on our system. I'm going to leave it at 2 gigs. We're going to fire this machine up, And it's going to sit out there and idle while we do other stuff with other machines we need a target to scan against we need a target to do things like ping or nmap or or run different tools off the kali machine so in my opinion it doesn't need a bunch of ram because we're not doing a bunch of word processing things like that on it right Um, do we create the virtual hard disk now yeah let's go ahead and create it now but let's not allocate it we're going to call it a vdi a virtual uh, virtual box disk image so really this if you're going to be using this amongst different things, like on uh, VirtualBox and maybe on one of the other virtual players, like uh, VMware Player or something like that, maybe you want to create a VHD or virtual hard disk, a little more portable. I like VDI. I'm only using it on VirtualBox, and it's the native image for this pro- this platform. All right. We're going to dynamically allocate the hard drive. That means we're not going to we're going to slice it out, but we're not going to give it space until it needs that space. So it's going to save us a little bit of hard drive space until we need it. Um, You know, we we had to have 32 gigabytes of memory. VirtualBox said, go ahead and give it 50. Makes it sense, makes sense. We've got 50, we'll go ahead and give it 50. And then we're going to create it. There's our box right there. It's powered off, Windows 10. The problem is right now, it doesn't know what's in its CD-ROM drive, right? So right now, We've got storage, we look in storage, we've got a SATA hard drive, right? There's our hard drive, it's 50 gigabytes. Um, and we've got an empty optical drive. So we have to tell it, tell the system where our drive image is. So um, we can choose a disk file, right? And that's what we're gonna do. Um, mine is already out here, right? So I've, I've got this virtual, this drive. This is why you need to know where you saved that image, right? I saved it here, and that's what we're going to open, right? We want to make sure that that image is what we've selected, right? And now we'll tell it, okay. Now, if everything went right, right? If you look here, our optical drive, right? We've got our, right here is our, our hard drive, 50 gigabytes, and then right below it, the SATA port one is an optical drive, and it's pointing to our ISO, which is the install disk for our Windows machine. Right? So now if we tell it, we make sure we select the Windows. Uh, I've spelled Windows crazy over there. I'll have to fix that. Um, Windows, Windows. Okay, let's fix that name. Um, make sure we don't have the Cali box selected. We select Cali, it's going to start up. And we're going to be in. Uh, We want to start the Windows box. Right? And later, we're going to start both of them because we need both of them up and running. So next thing we need to do is get this thing started. Um, Now, we're going to get this pop-up. I don't know if you guys hopefully. I can't bring the pop-up over I can't bring the pop-up over from this other screen. You have to make sure you're telling it what what the image you're pulling from. We're just double is is you're gonna want the same one that we selected down here. It's gonna ask for that, and then we start the machine, right? And now it's up and running. Now it's up and going. And let me the virtual box. So now here's what we see that's up and running on our Macintosh machine is this. Windows box, right? Switch to full screen. No, it's doing the same thing. This fix, the fix last time was we just shut the system down and restarted it. Um, there's also an ISO you can um, you can run a, a tool for it, but I don't know. It gives us a weird. There we go. <laughs> So we re- usually when we st- restart, there's there's virtual tools we can install as well. You may have to install those um, to get this to run, right? But right now, we got to back up and running. Okay. This is the normal install for Windows, right? We're going to tell it English, US, next, right? And we just tell it install. Install away. So it's going to start installing a Windows image onto our virtual machine. So it thinks right now... This thinks it's on its own hardware. It doesn't realize it's running inside of a Mac computer. Um, we're gonna install And what we did, we selected the, the advanced mode. We're gonna install it on the unallocated space. And there we go, we're going off. And it's off and running, we're installing Windows. So this is gonna be the normal process we use for just installing Windows on anything else. We're just gonna keep going. Keep on keeping on with the Windows install. We're just gonna install Windows. We're done, we're gonna have Kali out there and we'll have a Windows box out there. If you want, if you have the space, install whatever you want. But I challenge you by next Tuesday, next Tuesday, to install a Linux box of your choosing. Red Hat, Ubuntu, um, Fedora, Mint, whatever you want. There's a ton a ton of machines out there you can install. Ton of different Linux machines. And they're all, for the most part, everything's gonna be open source. You're not gonna have to pay for those. Go out and get one and install it. That way we'll have three machines in our lab, at least three machines by the time we're done. We're We're having our our Kali box, and that's gonna be the box we use to um, do our, our tools, run our tools from. We have the Windows box, it's gonna be one of the targets, and then a Linux box, it's gonna be another target. And that's gonna help us build out and test some of the tools we're gonna do in the coming weeks. So the lab should be coming along smashingly at at this part, um, as Thurston Howell would say, and run along. So what do you guys think? What do you guys think of the lab this far? Any questions, any comments, anything you think we need in the lab? Do you think we need a server out there? We could throw a Docker server out there. We could throw one of the Linux Docker servers out there. So we have a Docker image to scan against. Um, We could put a file server. We could put all kinds of, we could add to this lab anything we want so that we can get the tools tested the way we want to test the tools, right? So I say, that's that's the, that's the, I think this is the way, yes. Alex is saying, Good stuff. We got, got good stuff going on. So we get the lab. We got, we're almost there. Once we get Yeah, Docker. We'll add a Docker. I'd say I challenge you guys. If you're going out to get Linux, there is a good Linux. There's a good distro. Ubuntu. Ah yeah, Ubuntu has. Let's throw out, out to Ubuntu. Target a wireless device. Yeah, you could do you could do that. You could definitely target wireless devices. Harder in this lab configuration, because we're all within the same world and there's no real wireless, so to speak, wireless devices. You could install some physical wireless devices and the boxes inside the, the lab would think those devices were um, were for it, right? Um uh, I think Ubuntu has a good distro for Docker. Docker server, Docker Internet of Things. We'll have to look. We'll look, Guys, I challenge you, throw in the show notes. Throw it in the comments. I mean, throw it in the comments. What's a good Linux Docker distro? A good distro that has Docker. I thought Ubuntu had it. I don't see it right off the bat uh virtual box will be up to speed next week there we go mike you making it happen my friend Um, that's right wireless devices would be cool um yeah up to speed if we look back and we look back our, our machine is still over here rolling right just a moment it's in the final stages of being set up right and we're gonna have to go through the rest of that setup we're gonna have to give a username Password, all that jazz, as if we were setting up a normal box. So we're going to have a couple machines out there ready to go. Alex says, yeah, Docker. I need, you guys tell me what a good Docker is. Use Docker on Red Hat. Red Hat 8 is kind of going away from supporting Docker. Um, yeah, let's go back over here. Go back over to the lab. We can tell a region. Yeah, we're in the United States. Yeah, I thought Ubuntu I, I didn't see it on there. Maybe that's the cloud. Um, keyboard layout. We'll skip the keyboard layout. It's normal layout. It's gonna be the the same. Some important setup to do. It's going back to doing its things. Um, Docker, my friend. Linux can't, I wanted to... Yeah, Ubuntu has the ability to do Docker containers. Um, so cool uh, take the Ubuntu take if you want docker install docker I'd say go get Ubuntu uh, install that as as the tool you want thank you Mike you are exactly right Ubuntu will give you the ability to run docker I would say that's a great option if you're gonna run Ubuntu run Ubuntu um, run Ubuntu and, and install docker right? Um, they want us to sign in. I thought. Uh, we'll go back to, back to looking at where we're at. We're still running along. Who's going to use this PC? Joe. Joe, the user is going to use it. <laughs> Thank you, Mike, I appreciate that. Uh, thumbs up all the ways on the different screen. Um, password, bad. We're gonna give it a bad password. Man, I can't type today, guys. This is a lab machine. Security questions one of three. Well, even though this is a lab, I'm going to switch over here while I do the security questions. OK, got to fix three security questions. Now I'm just going to keep those off the screen from you guys because they are just that way. OK. Go back just a moment. We got privacy settings, doesn't really matter because we're not connected to the internet. So uh, you're not going to get, uh, that we're not gonna set up Cortana because it can't connect to the internet. And hi, there we go. Look at that. We've got Windows running on si- inside our Mac. We've also can fire up Kali, run that inside of our Mac. Um, okay, don't turn off your PC. It might take several minutes. So we've got this thing up and running. We're moving along. Like Igor over here, I'd say, you know, if you're gonna do it, run that. Uh, here's what Mike said earlier: we're in the lab area. Thumbs up all the way. Too bad I only have one. Mike's laugh. I agree. A big old lol for that, Mike. Thank you for that. But that's where we're at. The challenge for you guys for next Tuesday, when we get back together, pick a Linux distro install it. I'm going to install Ubuntu with the ability to run Docker, um, because I want to run. There's a lot of Docker exploits out there, and it'll give us the ability to run the Docker exploits. If you don't want to run Docker, that's fine. Run Mint, run DSL, dang. It's not really dang, but dang small Linux, uh, keeping things friendly here. Do those things, get it up and running, and we'll be back next week. We'll finish up the lab, and that'll get us ready, that'll get us ready to start running some tools. We're gonna to start with the basic guys. I know you might want to just jump right into Metasploit or we're not, we're gonna start small steps. We're gonna walk down this thing. We're gonna start with things like ping and nmap, and some of the basics. And we're gonna go from there and then we're gonna walk into the bigger things, right? And look, here's where we're at guys, here's where we're at. Look at this. We've got Windows running on our Mac. It's got all the stuff that you would normally see on Windows, right? Cool, let's look, let's look for this. And down here, you're gonna see this. Uh, Windows 10 Enterprise Evaluation, Windows license valid for 90 days. It's gonna tell us at a point this expires, it's not gonna work right anymore. We're gonna to have to go through this process again. But we're evaluating Windows, and now we've got both Windows and Kali Linux on the same Mac machine running. They're fenced off, they're protected from the rest of the Mac, um, and they can't reach out to the internet, but we're we're doing the we're doing the do right we're doing this thing so until next time igor is going to tell you go get some like mike bravo here Bravo are going to say um i'm going to say take care of your friends your family your co-workers take care of each other go get some like and subscribe share with your friends we're not so far down the path folks can catch up um, if they're there Mike is saying, do this lab Tuesday twice a week. No, we're set. We've got a set schedule. We'll talk about vulnerabilities tomorrow. Thursday, we're talking about the RMF and Friday, we're talking about controls. Um, we set the schedule. We're trying to stick with that right now. Um, yeah, we could do labs. We could do the lab every day and we'll probably not have enough time to get through all this stuff. We've got a lot of stuff to do. We got plenty of time, right? Uh, Eric, oh, yeah, cross talk. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to put that on screen. You guys are seeing that anyways. Anyways, everything's rolling. Everything's going the way we should want it to go. Take care, again, I will going to say, take care your friends, family, coworkers. Remember, trivia night's tomorrow, 7 p.m. East Coast time. Be there, B-Square. Come on, show your, show your trivia chops. Um, show what you know on... Tuesday, or Wednesday, tomorrow. I've got my days all mixed up, guys. I'm all needing more coffee, I think. Come out 7 p.m. Show your chops. Win some prizes. Doesn't cost anything. It's free. 7 p.m. East Coast time right here. Get here a little early so you can get so Socrative up and running. And uh, I guess until tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning we're going to talk about vulnerabilities. We'll jump in and look at a vulnerability, an exploit, something that's out there it's being exploited or something from history. Last week, we talked about bugs. Um, Prime for a question there uh, in trivia So anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning, 7.30. Be there or be square. Take care of each other, and I will see you then.